Hello and welcome to Behind the Journey. On this show, I talk about the future of dating. Hello everyone, I hope everybody is well. Um, coming out of an episode where I've missed another week, yet again, reason being, I'm relying on people for the podcast as guests, and I'll be frank, their diary seems busier than mine, which means either I need to get busier, or they need to get better at planning their diary. So I've been relying on people to do the podcast for me, and each week I put preparation and time into knowing they're going to do it, and I build my life around the time I'm going to do my podcast. If they can't do it, then it means it's very, very difficult for me to come on the back foot come out of the grid with a podcast. So I'm very, very sorry that I haven't been able to do one in so long. Uh, I know you guys do tune in and you do uh, try and catch them every Thursday. Huge, huge apologies. I will become a better person for it. Coming at you quite hyped today, won't lie. Uh, my last three or four days have been absolutely fucking mental. Um, had a great meeting with the boys from Rippled, the mortgage company, on Wednesday. Um, today, we had a slight issue with the pharmacy site. Uh, and Tuesday was back to back to back to back. Um, I know a lot of you've been asking and thinking probably about the big pitch I did the other day. Uh, it was with Wilkinson Sword. Didn't win the pitch, which means one thing, one simple categoric thing. I'm no longer a have a 100% record for pitching and winning projects. We did not get the pitch. The pitch was great. We smashed it, man. Um, but the you know the, the the influencer agency was a better choice, man. Like you know, like they I spoke to the the prospect, um, lovely lady. She just decided to uh, to do a Zoom with me to, to to break the news, which I thought was hugely respectful for the amount of time and preparation the guy's been into for it. She told me why we didn't get it. She said you're amazing, your enthusiasm was huge, the the the, the prep you did, the, the strategy was great. But the other agency, you know, uh, did this better, this better, this better, and this better. And to be honest. The agency is a global influencer agency, so it's fine to be in the top three of the pitching day and to lose to those 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 guys. Fine, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that every single day of the week. So we ain't bothered. But what else we'll say? What I will say is this: I may have lost my one hundred percent record on pitching, but I've got a new record now. A hundred percent. Success rating in pitching in person. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find some sort of divine light in this tunnel. But um, but yeah, we didn't win the pitch for Wilkinson Sword. Shame. Great fun. Um, it's just, it's just a shame. But it, but I like the fact that we're going in the right direction, right? I like the fact that we're pitching for clients that are bigger. Than we've had pitch for before, and that the clients are thinking that we can handle handle you know sizable budgets and sizable brands. It's, it's great. It shows the right direction that distract is going in. Um, but unfortunately, didn't win it this time. But um, but yeah, been really really busy week. Absolutely mental. Tuesday was crazy. Monday I worked from home, um, because I had my dad change his carpet. So Monday was a bit more relaxing, if I'm being frank. Tuesday stacked. Wednesday stacked. Thursday today stacked, and then the pharmacy site had a bit of a bit of a flap, which um, we fixed. And then at three o'clock, I went to an event and a networking event. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how much that I get energy off other people, man. I didn't realize how much I get energy off other people. And I feel like I've uh, I've had some sort of pill, man. I feel like absolutely alive. And that was probably being around like 20 people. 
So I can't wait for event season to kick off properly. I can't wait for speaking season to kick off properly. That is where I I shine, right? That is where I shine. That's what I enjoy most about business. It's being around other people, chatting about life, having some dodgy pizza and a couple of coffees or beers. It's just where I where I excel, if I'm being honest with you. Um, so it was amazing to be back in that realm. And I've come straight back from that. And in half an hour, I need to leave for football training because I've joined a football team. Um, and it's been great fun. It's been great fun. I played I play two games on Sundays. And last week I scored... Um, amazing so i'm uh one goal in two games total match playing time by 85 minutes and got a goal in my belt so that's, pro- that's probably better than cristiano ronaldo maybe um but that's really good fun i'm finding it quite interesting and i think you guys might um like to hear my take on this my take is this most of the guys that play football with me um it's their end of the week it's the thing that they've been preparing for a week it's their big enjoyment sector right i think that they, they maybe they, they don't particularly like the job and they, they're looking looking forward to playing football and huge respect for the boys for that because they they're absolutely great at it and, and i understand that's a mentality of many people and that's brilliant for me it's the complete opposite you know i really love the week and i love um working and i love that that sort of vibe um and then for me football is like my relaxed down, down time if it makes sense like you know i've worked and flat out all week like mentally my brain has been absolutely frying and then it's like okay brain you can relax now go play football and absolutely smash it up do you know what I mean? like it's a completely different dynamic than what i'm used to um and it, i find it really really hard to just switch off if i'm sat in front of a tv or whatever but to play football it, for me is my switch off it's my downtime it's the thing that i'm like oh thank god i can relax and play football now and drag myself around a pitch for 90 minutes do you know what i mean it's like it's like a different vibe and i think that many people who are complete and utterly obsessed with what they do on the day job you know absolute workhorses machine gun kelly's you know what i mean like absolutely going for it um you're gonna have to try and find a way to relax and it's gonna be a way of picking up hobbies where you're running where you're playing football whether you're swimming whether you're playing basketball or tennis there will be something you have to do to be able to switch off and um for me football is an interesting vibe you know i love football anyway always love doing five aside but to make it a bit more competitive with 11 aside for me that um that is great fun and uh, i recommend it to anyone so yeah i'm in the team it's great fun good group of lads and um that's how i'm that's how i'm viewing it i'm viewing it as my relaxing downtime which we all need or will be fried. And I had a really good meeting with the Ripple boys on Wednesday. Real great meeting. We wanted to have a look at the infrastructure, how we're building the business, uh, what the next stages are for the business, and you know, really, like, how do we build a big business here? Like, how do we build a big business in a space where Habito, Mojo, Trussell, you know, they're getting like 50 million quid investment. Like, how do we build a business with all that noise? And you know my ethos, right? My ethos is I don't have to really care too much about the boys who are raising 50 million quid because I only want to make half a million to a million quid per business profit. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter too much to me about the boys that are making or trying to make 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 million quid a year. I don't really care about that profitability uh, and killing myself to get there. I want to have 20 businesses, 10 businesses, all doing 500 to a million quid profit a year. Hey, presto, that works for me, right? (laughs) Obviously, that works for me. So not too bothered about them other boys. How to build a nice big business, right? A nice business that can that can pay us comfortably and, and sort all the boys out. So the other business partners, Adam and Dan, uh, came up to Lincoln, went up me and Brad. Um, me and Brad had a little bit of a prep time beforehand to go in the direction we wanted to go in or what we thought was the best route, but it was never set, right? It was never set. It was all about coming together, you know, collaborating. What's the best approach? What should we do as a collective, right? And um, having spoke to the boys and chatted and chatted, well, to be fair, before I mean, we had you know, coffee, food, and didn't even mention the business, you know, just, just, just caught up. 
And when we sat down for business, you know, we had the conversation and um, we were all kind of like in a different space, really. But the moment the boys opened their mouth for justification, my mind was changed. Brad said, how many X do we need to get X to get, to get Y? And it was like this. It's like, well, let's just go for that then. That looks very achievable. So our game plan for the mortgage company over the next 12 to 24 months is to employ 50 mortgage brokers, five zero mortgage brokers. Um, the aim is to get one a month for the next 12 months, um, or that's the minimum, and see how we get on. But the aim is to increase the amount of mortgage brokers at a grand rate. 50 mortgage brokers, uh, will get us to the point we need to be. The marketing behind it obviously will get us to the revenue we need to do, but we need the 50 mortgage brokers to get there. So to get there, we're going to hire 25 mortgage brokers ASAP. And you'll probably see a post from me coming up real soon about looking for 25 mortgage brokers. And I've got the recruitment company looking for it. And if you are a recruiter out there and you want to get a, a job at hand, hit me up. We want 25 mortgage brokers. And talk me about your commissions, your percentages. We are going on a growth spree for that business. It's going to be great fun. Can't wait to do it. Um, and yeah, we planned out so much for that business. It's so fucking exciting. Uh, and that was a really good uplift, right? Really, really good uplift. It was really great to speak to the boys, bringing some positivity, positivity, bringing some positivity and plan out the actions that everybody's going to get us there. And obviously Brad's great at that anyway. Uh, my, my kind of chatting shit brings to the table as well, but then the boys are all fired up and ready to go. So 25 to 50 mortgage brokers, it's rock and roll, build that business as fast as you can. Um, so a lot of preparation going into the kind of final quarter for the year to get everything ready for that. And we're going to start hiring like absolute wildfire in the new year. So keep an eye out for that. If you know a mortgage broker and we hire them, I'll drop you a couple, couple grand to say thank you. If you're a recruiter, get in touch with me and we'll sort out commission fees. Peace and love. Always, always peace and love. But that's the big one for there. Uh, other things are going really well as always. Big, big, big dilemma. Uh, I've got... Uh, a TV advert, I had a TV advert with Sky that we're meant to film on Monday coming up and it's, it's been cancelled because of the regulatory measures that are required for the pharmacy that Clearcast is the regulatory for TV. Have basically delayed it until we get other evidence, which we have obviously, but have to get it to their people, to their people, to their people. It's the absolute ages to get TV over the line. So my big reveal is going to be delayed. That was a yawn. Sorry for the pause. Um, my big reveal is going to be delayed, which means no more TV advertising, no big grand reveal of characters, etc. And uh, yeah, I'm actually looking at the new year now, I think, which is a shame. But uh, I've done something interesting with the local press as a test. And I'm also going to do some grand advertising with local media in every single region to try and pick up some local communities. I think it'll work really, really well. So that's my plan for the next two weeks. But we're still onboarding users like No Tomorrow. It's growing rapidly. Um, let's have a look see where I'm on the target. Do this in real time because what we do on the uh, Behind the Journey podcast. Hit enter. So, if you've got any more sign ups since I started this podcast, and the answer is, drum roll, please. Yes, we've had an extra sign up since the podcast died. Great news. Um, right. So, if I go to my little onboarding, I see this is the great thing about running the business yourself, as you can see the real data that matters right in front of your very eyes. So, yeah, I'm very, very close to my uh, short term target. Um, Obviously, everyone knows I want to raise to 100 subscribers. Got that really fucking quickly, like literally so fucking quickly. It basically broke the website uh, on the day. Uh, and now I've, I've set myself a, a real long, long, long stretch goal. And it's about to, uh, well, it's, it's about, I think it's one off. 
only two off or something like that. So that, that's absolutely killing it. It's unbelievable, unbelievable business. Already planning the next one, the next uh, business and the next one in the pharmacy space, which is all great fun. But just making sure that all customers are happy, checking the churn rate, making sure everyone's good to go. So if you are a subscriber, thank you so much for supporting me uh, as always. Uh, it does does mean a lot. Um, but yeah, the other thing that I wanted to discuss, which I've been kind of, it's been in the back of my mind. I've not really wanted to know, really known whether or not to discuss this in huge detail, but I will. Um, it's to do with relationships, man. And uh, I know this is primarily a business podcast, but I wanted to touch on it because I think our generation is kind of fucked. Uh, I believe our generation is fucked. Uh, and when I, when I say our generation, I mean millennials and Gen Z. I, I think we're kind of fucked. And we're fucked because uh, we've been raised by boomers and uh, boomers have been uh, conditioned from being raised that the success is deemed as a family and a house you own and a stable job. And that is how they've been raised um, in their communities. Um, millennials have been raised in this kind of middle uh, sector where you, you, they believe in those ideals, but they've also kind of had been raised by the internet. And if you've been raised by the internet, you have access to new technology you never had before. You have access to Tinder. You have access to Instagram. You have access to distractions. And then Gen Z have never had anything other than the internet, and they've been raised by distractions. They are the distracted generation. And what I've found is, especially this pandemic, there's been a lot of people that have been breaking up with other halves and relationships have been falling. And, um, you know, that just is what it is, right? It's what happens when you kind of live with someone at such a close level and uh, the pandemic kind of pushes you apart. Now, what I've seen uh, a lot of recently is people who are 23, 24, 25, 26. And if anybody's listening to this podcast and think it's about them, it's not about you. Um, I've seen this four times in this pandemic. Um, what's happened is people have got together really, really early on in their relationships. And because of the peer pressure from uh, their boomer generation uh, parents, it's not the parents, so don't get me wrong, but this is what it is. They have been pushing the ideals that you're in a stable relationship, go buy a house together. And uh, the way that kind of the world works and the life has, has worked, my dad always raised me on this, on this pretense is that, and he never, he was very much against it, right? is that you meet somebody, you date somebody, you move into a rented house together, you buy a house together, um, you get married, and you have kids. And then when you have kids, once the kids leave, most people will have probably break up or it, their life will be completely different because they've raised kids and the kids are the distraction, right? And what we found and what I found looking into other people's relationships uh, from the outside and seeing this unfold is it's almost been a race to prove that your relationship and your life is successful by how far along that that chart you go as fast as possible. And what that means is we make decisions on the, oh shit, if I get with this person, if I'm with this person, let's move in together, let's move in together, let's buy a house together, let's get married together, let's have kids. But actually you were never 100% happy with that person when you made the decision, but you believed it was the next thing on the timeline that you had to tick off to be able to prove to your parents and your family and your friends that you were quote unquote successful. But in reality, we know that Gen Z and millennials are built completely different to boomers. And what they see as successful is completely different. And I've seen people now, some of my closest friends from back at school, uh, breaking up with their other halves of six years um, who they've bought houses together. And now it's just really fucking complicated. And what I'm trying to say is this. It is not a fucking race to get with someone, to marry someone, to buy a house together and to have kids. Do it at your own time. If you think for one second you are not doing it for yourself, please don't do it. Because each stage that you go down, 
makes things 10 times more fucking complicated. If you get with someone and you break up with them, it's not a big deal. You get with someone and you need to rent a house with them, it's not really a big deal. If you get with someone, you buy a house together, you break up, it's a big fucking deal. You get with someone, you marry someone, it's a big deal. You get with someone, you marry someone, you have kids with somebody, huge fucking deal, right? My point is, don't rush the fucking timeline. Take your time. You don't have to be married with a kid at 28 years old. You don't have to be married and moved in with somebody at 24 years old. It's perfectly fucking normal to be living in a rented house or to own a house and let them stay a few nights than it is to move on with the timeline. And I've seen so many fucking people in this pandemic, uh, their relationships fall apart and they've had the extra stage of we've got a house together so it's hard or we've got a kid together it's hard or we need to break up but I can't do it because it's hard, right? It's really difficult. And I don't, I, I know people aren't getting into these relationships and doing these things thinking to themselves, oh, you know, I'm not 100% satisfied. I don't think it's the right decision. I'm just telling you fucking think about it because I've seen too many friends now in real fucking difficult situations they can't really get out of uh, easily, but they need to, and they will, and they have in some cases, but now they've got a lot of fucking things to deal with on their, on their shoulders. Um, so yeah. It's just, I believe that we've been ushered on by our parents. My dad's been great. He doesn't do this to me, but ushered on by our parents to get to the next stage, to get the house, to get married, to have kids, because it is what that generation deemed success. And it's what that generation did. But we are in a generation now, there is distractions from Instagram. There's distractions from Tinder. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day that said, you know, oh, my parents had a real rough patch about 15 years in. They've now been together for 30 years. And I turned to her and said, I don't think that if your if your parents were in this generation right now, they would have stayed together at year 15 when they had difficulties because it's really fucking easy for them to open Instagram, like a picture, slide into a DM or swipe right on Tinder on that individual and hey presto, that relationship is over, right? It's really fucking easy to do that in this generation. And if you're in a, if you're in a relationship now, you've got to fucking work on A, focusing and not being distracted. But B, if you're in a relationship right now, understand right now that you probably should be making a decision of, do you want to be with this person for the next 60 years? Like, like the person you're with right now, the person you're living in the house with right now, that you're currently going through the mortgage application, do you want to be with them for the next 60 years? Now, I'm not saying you don't. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying that that is the reality. If you're getting a house with someone right now and getting married with them and planning a kids together, you are making the bet, the fucking bet, that you're going to be with that person for the next 60 years. And if you don't categorically believe that you're going to be with that person for the next 60 years, then at some fucking point, you're going to have to untangle the things you've done. And I don't say this to be some fucking scaremongering fucking devil, right? I just want you to understand that it's not as simple as getting a house or just getting married or just having a kid as you think it is. Because if this thing changes in six years' time, and I'm sorry to be a fucking pessimist, you're going to have to unravel the shit you've caused. And it's very easy to roll into it. It's very, very hard to roll out of it. And I've seen it happen on a few occasions recently. And uh, I was on the phone to one of my boys from back home who's just gone through it. And uh, yeah, it's a fucking arse ache. So yeah, very pessimist. But I think it'd be very, very hard in 2021, 2022, 2023, 2030, 2040, 2070, 2080 to have one relationship that you are monogamous in for the next 60 years. I just, I just, I genuinely, as somebody who likes to plan the future and, and look forward, I genuinely don't know if it's possible to have a 60 year relationship in, in this era with one person monogamous me forever. Now, you're all going to be like, oh, Pete, I think you're chatting shit. I love my fucking other half of it. Yep, completely agree. Completely fucking don't doubt it for a second, right? But I'm just sitting there thinking as a pessimist going 60 years. 
all these fucking distractions. It's got to be fucking great, right? So hopefully you've got great. But yeah, that's just what I was thinking of the day. I haven't seen all this shit happen around me with my friends. And yeah, that's my newfound theory, albeit depressing theory. Anyway, don't want to drag it too long. Got football training in a bit. Need to get prepared, get ready. Want to check my ads because I'm a fucking ad man these days. Um, but yeah, man, thanks so much for listening. It means a lot. I think actually I'll have this guest. Um, I mean, I fucking hope so. Because, you know, I'm going to give him some stick, man. When we do this podcast, I'm going to give him some stick because it's paying the fucking ass to be honest with you. I've met celebrities that have better diaries than this fucking person. And I'm going to tell them that when I speak to them. So, everybody, thank you so fucking much. It means a lot to me that you listen to these podcasts. Uh, we're back in fucking business. Hyped as ever. Rarely to fucking go. Peace, love, rock and roll. Speak to you guys next week.